Hello, everyone, and welcome to the return of the auto, sorry, the EVs and beyond uh, live live stream. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one, so uh, hopefully that didn't go too badly. I am not sure if I'm coming through clearly. Um, new internet connection here. Uh, I'm finding Vodafone not as good as two degrees, but hopefully it is all working, and we um, hopefully can deal with a few longer connections later on that we'll talk about then. Uh, don't worry uh, if you. Um, uh, haven't sent any questions or anything through in advance, just throw them in the comments. Uh, we can hear you on uh, loins and clear, mate. All clear, good, okay. Uh, we can see your comments if you're on Facebook or YouTube uh, or LinkedIn. Uh, drop a comment in the comments and we can answer your questions. And uh, yeah, uh, it's great this technology, isn't it? Now, uh, let's uh, just start off with a quick a little bit from myself and then we'll bring in our guests. So I'm going to chuck some slides up here really quickly now don't forget to keep posted every or visit every day to evs and beyond there's a whole pile of great news floating around constantly on that website uh, even if i just look up there today we've got that uh, story we put up a few, couple of days back about the first mg4 being spotted in new zealand so that's an interesting one it's been a bit of an interesting ride on that story um uh we uh, announced a little while back that the uh they'd priced that car at uh top of my head 55,990. Uh, and uh, we took a bit of, we, we got it a bit wrong. We thought that was the entry level model. Turns out it was actually the biggest 64 kilowatt hour model. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we're okay to admit sometimes that we've we've not got things quite right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, great that they're going to get that car with that battery at that price in New Zealand. It's going to be a pretty compelling package. And we're looking forward to driving that soon. Uh, also, don't forget to stick to the YouTube channel. We've been putting up some amazing videos. We've just uh, done one on Electricana. We had our Tesla Model Y performance video. Uh, I did a speech to a fleet conference. We looked at the BYD uh, Dolphin, got a Tober on the Arrow, and we uh, went to uh, the um, EV show in Sydney. Uh, caught up there with the Kiwi EV Adventures. There's a little bit of a video there that's actually done quite well. So don't forget to uh, go along and check that stuff out. Speaking of Electricana, um, excellent show. We've got more coverage of it in EVs and Beyond magazine, which is out, I think, Monday. Um, it was damp, but we still had a, there was still a really good uh, turnout. Uh, congratulations to just to Justin and Charmaine for putting that on, and great to see that uh, some EV evangelists were putting the finger up to the council there, who perhaps haven't been particularly electric vehicle friendly. Uh, good little show on there, uh, and. Uh, where what have been driving? So, a few things have been driving lately. The Model Y Performance, very cool, very cool car. Um, I'd still buy the basic one because it does everything you need and it's fast enough. Uh, we had a look at the BYD Dolphin. Uh, we'll probably talk more about that later on tonight. Again, very cool little car. I think different to what people expect of it. It's bigger than I think a lot of people expect, but it's also not necessarily, I don't think, a competitor to the MG4, but I think it's going to be pretty popular anyway and uh, be interesting to lean on BYD soon to see what kind of pricing and spec we're going to get in that car. Uh, the Skoda Enyaq. Uh, I really like the Enyaq, but it does a few weird things. Um, I uh, has an engine start button, and if anyone can tell me in the comments what's wrong with that, then uh, yeah, that's a, it's an interesting choice. Uh, and um, yeah, a little bit of interesting drive. They were a bit upset in my video, which is coming out soon, that uh, I said it could do about 450 kilometers uh, because they think it'll go further, but I think that's about right for that. And there's nothing wrong with a car that could do 450 kilometers. Uh, had the Nissan Leaf recently, the 40 kilowatt hour Nissan Leaf. 
I love the leaf. It's done very well in New Zealand, but at the price they're asking that, although they have knocked, knocked a few thousand dollars off it at the moment, it's getting a bit sad. And uh, I hope Nissan do uh, get the Aria soon to get their electrification kind of back on track. Uh, Fiat 500e, that was the cover car in our latest magazine. I love that little car. My wife and my daughter love that little car. It is very cool. Drives so well. $59,990. Okay, some would argue that's not great for a 40-something kilowatt hour battery. But uh, for that kind of car, that's it's it's a super special little car. Beats the heck out of the BMW, sorry, the Mini uh, Electric uh, on range, comfort, um, probably only limited on handling. Highly recommend. Uh, and then one another video we've got coming this couple of days, and it's the cover of our next magazine, the Aura Good Cat, a surprising little car um, for uh, yeah fifty thousand dollars for the uh, the smaller fifty kilowatt hour battery version, but fifty six thousand dollars with a sixty four kilowatt hour battery version. That car is super spacious, feels really well put together. The tech in it's actually really smart and better than I expected. Uh, so yeah, look out for a video on that on the YouTube channel over the next week or so, and uh, a story with a cover story in a magazine out on Monday. Last, uh, not quite lastly, another car we drove in the last week, which was really surprising, MGZS Long Range. So a uh, they claim 62, 72 kilowatt claim battery. I think it's 68 kilowatts usable. We did a range test on that and saw easily over 450 kilometers and i actually think really depending on how you measure it that car will do 500 kilometers uh, we averaged 15 kilowatt hours per hundred k um, on a pretty normal urban mixed run urban in you know out of the country mixed run um, look the mgzs is dating a little bit but i think that car is going to be really popular with fleets i think that's the spiritual successor in this market to the 40 to the uh, uh the hyundai kona um, I think uh, it'll do the range, it's simple to use, simple to drive, inoffensive, at a really good price, so uh, an interesting vehicle there. And lastly, we just got back from a weekend away in the Mercedes-Benz uh, EQB, uh, interesting little car, uh, that one there's the AMG edition, nice and quick, there it is in uh, New Plymouth in front of the Lenlai Centre. Um, I'm not sure it's quite the right vehicle for New Zealand, doesn't like our roads that much, but still... Uh, an interesting one for those who want, you know, that's that small to medium spacious SUV um, in an electric form. And of course, you can get it as a seven seater. So that's just a little bit of a wrap up of what we've been up to lately. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's uh, move on from there. Now, I'm going to bring in our guests for the night. And as we've said in the uh, intro slide, the, the promo slide, this is very much a uh, China focused evening. Maybe. Hello. Hello. My little daughter is uh, is running to the room, um, well, not wearing any clothes because she's getting ready for bed. Uh, <laughs> so while she's sitting here, I'm going to bring in our guest for the night. Uh, live from China, we have uh, Warren Wilmot, uh, brand manager for BYD New Zealand. Uh, thank you for joining us, Warren. How are you tonight? I'm fantastic. I'm here in Shenzhen or BYD town outside the uh, BYD, what they call the Grand Reception Centre, where they meet all the international guests. Fantastic. And uh, also I'm bringing in, uh, just briefly now, to introduce uh, Anthony McLean from Horn, Horn New Zealand. Uh, you've just been up at the Shanghai Auto Show. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Yeah, the Shanghai show is back after, um, after a couple of years of not having international visitors. So uh, lots to talk about. Lots to talk Excellent. about there. 
Excellent. Now, first of all, and I, and I think just for timing, because you are standing in the middle of a car park, we're going to uh, go uh, chat to you first, Warren. So um, I'm going to try a little bit of an interesting layout that we can do with this here, just to put you full, sort of full screen. No, wrong way around. Let me try this again. Uh, if I... I, I do apologise. I don't have a gimbal, and you'll, you'll, I'm broadcasting to you from my mobile phone. So hopefully my battery uh, works all right, and hopefully you guys can hear me loud and clear. <laughs> totally, totally fine. Let me just uh, do a bit of dynamic reshaping of the screen on the fly. Uh, there we go. And there we go. That should be better. I think it's I think it's fine. Can everyone see Warren? Okay, mention this, mention it in the comments. That's quite the spectacular building in the background, Warren. What what are you actually doing up there at the moment? Uh, well, we've been here for two weeks, so we came up for a uh, Asia Pacific Division conference. Uh, we came up to look, check out some new products, have lots of discussions. This is actually our first trip to China. We haven't been able to get into here because of previous lockdowns. And uh, also check out the Shanghai Auto Show, drive some new product, and um, sort out some of the issues that uh, our customers have asked us to, uh, to address with the factory. So it's been a really, really good trip. Well, let's uh, let's just touch on those two things you just said there before we get further. Um, product, what have you driven? Well, you just <laughs> everything. Just tell us what you've driven. Everything, everything I can get my hands on from Denza product, uh, been in Yang Wang product. What have I got behind me? I've got some BYD buses here. We've got some BYD trucks. Um, this is a Denza D9. There is, I think it's a Tang. You might see a Seagull over there. Uh, so all this product we've seen, touched, felt, been in. Uh, might have even had a look at some new product uh, in the pipeline that's coming next year as well. Now, now before, <coughs> you show, before you show us that, we'll talk on that in a second, um, tell us quickly, you said you were solving some problems for some customers. Uh, can you be more specific? What, what problems were you solving? Oh, hey, look, we, we're very interactive with our customers. There's a lot of improvements and tweaks um, that we want to just adjust um, for the New Zealand market. Um, factory's really open and, and listening. They've got a big division here just for Asia Pacific region, um, which includes New Zealand. And uh, I can't really spoil it too much, but the great thing about all of our cars, they're all connected and they're able to uh, improve features or add features via over their updates. Um, so we're going to have some exciting news for our customers over the next few weeks, but uh, I can't let too much live, Richard. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just push on to on a couple of points. Andrew Dorto. Coming soon. Okay. Very soon. Uh, the rear light issue. Uh, yeah, hey, look, that is a small issue that's induced by uh, drivers under a specific set of circumstances. Um, that that has been addressed. Okay. And uh, and one that I want to see, and that is uh, um, drive cam from the rear of the car. Yeah, that's not on the radar currently. Okay. Well, tell them to put it on the radar. You, you're the big man up there. Just. just... <laughs> now um, I can head inside. You... The, I've got a seagull here, but there's a, there's some people looking at it, so we might actually head inside if, if you don't mind. And I'll keep on talking yeah. to you while I walk up the stairs. I won't won't trip up. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to throw some pictures up on the stream, um, and uh, you mm -hmm. can perhaps just uh, talk through them. Uh, what are we looking at here? This is the the U9. This is the new supercar. This yes. Yes. So the Yang Wang brand was officially un unveiled at the uh, Shanghai Auto Show. So BYD are the manufacturer. They have different levels of brands within BYD. So Yang Wang is like their supercar or super luxury division. 
and they brought out two models. This is the U9, and it's their answer to, I guess, a Corvette or a Ferrari, uh, of course, electric. And they unveiled it with a new suspension system. So this car can actually just drive on three wheels. It can even literally jump off the ground. Um, this car was unveiled. It's now available to order, although they haven't confirmed the price just yet. So it's a Chinese domestic uh, spec or, uh, vehicle. There's, there's the back of it. Bit of a bit of a crazy one. Did you get a chance? Yeah, to drive big that? huge. Uh, didn't drive it, got to sit in it, and uh, that was the one at the show. They've got plenty of them uh, rolling around this complex at the moment, covered in camo. So I got to sit in one and be driven around in it, yeah. Uh, oh, well, how many do you want? Got my order book with me. <laughs> uh, Left-hand drive only, though. Now, now this is the U8, which, of course, um, I think everyone has seen and is pretty spectacular. It was very popular when I showed it on a video in uh, at a conference oh, in New well. Zealand. This truck is amazing. It's got over a thousand horsepower. It can. It's fully amphibious. Uh, the level of technology in this car is amazing. It can just turn on a dime, like do a crab walk. Um, you know, it's it's Yang Wang's answer to an ultimate rugged off-roader, but it can drive around the city as well. So um, that's the what we call the super hybrid, the uh, DMI technology. So it's both got a 1.5 petrol engine and a uh, pretty massive electric engine there as well. Now, considering the thirst for, for things like Land Cruisers in Australia and to a lesser extent New Zealand, but, you know, we love a good big vehicle, surely BYD must be considering this for right-hand drive in Australasian markets. Well, you know what? It all comes down to volume. If there's enough market there um, and we can put a good enough business case forward. But let's just be clear, this is not a cheap Chinese brand, Yang Wang. Yang Wang is the top of the top, and I would argue that the level of technology in this car uh, is better than uh, some of the European brands far exceeds it so hey, time will tell uh, now of course there's plenty of seals there but I'm thinking you're going to show us a seal so maybe we'll flick through these images there's a seal right behind me there actually Okay. a little bit hard so, to see but yeah what's what's this image that you that you sent us here oh that one might have slipped in I believe it's the new Toyota that um, I didn't get a lot of answers but it appears to be the new Toyota that's been co-developed by BYD and Toyota oh we might Ooh, interesting. Uh, and, of course, Seagull. Um, look, just yeah. a reminder, if you have any questions for Warren, um, he won't be here all night, so do make sure you get them in now. So just uh, chuck them in the comments, and I will do my best to lean on them. Now, do you want to tell us a little bit about where you are now? Yeah, so this is the second floor of the visitor centre. Um, I was hoping at the time um, that we were going to be able to go through the first floor where they've got the nail penetration test, where they've got um, some of the concept cars. Uh, but unfortunately, they've just been chased out um, due to um, some officials arriving. So um, there's three levels to this uh, centre, a lot of conference rooms. Um, but this is where they showcase all their technology. So this floor that I'm on currently um, showcases their um, uh, semiconductor uh, business, their uh, mobile phone business. I think one third of the uh, world's cell phones come with BYD structural components and also some of their energy storage systems. Um, so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a big place, and it's just constantly full of visitors and media from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Anything, uh, anything worth having a close look at up there? Any vehicles up there that you can? Oh, well, you know what? I'm, uh, there's no vehicles up here because this is their technology centre. We've got all the cell phones, um, you know, from Samsung through to Motorola. And actually, I've just spotted over here. They do have a nail penetration uh, test lab up here. 
it's not running at the moment, but maybe we can see an exploded battery. Um, energy storage systems. So for people that don't uh, know, the, the nail penetration test is kind of famously linked to the BYD blade battery. It's designed that you can pierce the blade cell with a battery and it won't blow up, with a yeah. nail and it won't blow up. That's right. So I'm not sure if you can see that all right at the moment, but on one of the sides, you've got the blade battery. And on the other side, you've got an exploded NCM battery. And uh, actually just on the floor down there, you can see there's just piles and piles and they do these tests roughly every 15 minutes during the day. Um, we're now at half past four, so it's pretty close to closing time, so they won't do another one. But the, the, the BYD blade battery is really the secret to BYD vehicle success. It's just such a safe, long, durable, uh, long-lasting, durable battery with really good energy density. And um, I mean, that's the reason why you buy a BYD over anything else is because of that blade battery. Yeah, and, and of course that battery is going into other vehicles too, where you know they're expanding beyond the uh, BYD footprint, really, aren't they? With that, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, BYD are supplying batteries to other cars, um, such as Tesla and uh, also Toyota, um, and a couple of other manufacturers as well. So it's really, really good. I was just at the BYD um, battery factory a few days ago in a place called Chongqing. Um, they produce. Uh, they plan to produce up to 500 gigawatt hours out of that factory within the next uh, 24 months. Uh, there was wow. 1,500 acres, um, 17,000 staff. Of that 17,000 staff, 200 were PhD doctor level. There are 4,000 chemists and something like 7,000 engineers, and the rest were all factory workers. So the, the scale of BYD is absolutely incredible. It's, it's, uh, I've got no doubt in my mind BYD will be the largest car maker by the end of the decade. And uh, possibly, possibly the world's largest company in its entirety with the number of divisions that they that they're in. Now, did you go to a production plant? Did you see any BYDs being built? Sure did. So we managed to get into the Atto uh, Three and Seal right-hand drive factory. So that was completed in 2021. 10,000 staff um, at that factory alone, uh, they could produce up to 400,000 vehicles a year. Wow. And BYD currently have more than 30 factories here in China, and they're building now, factories see, all over the world. Did you see the cars getting galvanized? Because we need proof, Warren, we need I, proof. Absolutely. There are no photos allowed, but I have been to quite a few factories in my time across many different brands, and uh, we got to see the cars being built from scratch, so from where the panels were pressed out through to final assembly. It was absolutely fascinating. The factories are very large, very spacious, um, so incredibly clean. And uh, just amazing, really. The scale is uh, its very hard to describe. Oh, fantastic. Have you, have you got any... You've just been up to China, Anthony. Have you got anything you observed at the show that you want to ask Warren about as he walks out to look at those cars we were talking about? Uh, I haven't got any questions, haven't got any questions for, for Warren. I mean, I do think, and I, uh, looking at the questions or the comments, I do think Siegel is the car that New Zealand needs. Um, you know, because it's going to be that price point. <laughs> it's going to be that price point. And we don't need, I've gone on record of saying this before, you know, we don't need 77 kilowatt, 60 kilowatt hour batteries uh, in all our cars. Actually, as a second vehicle, Seagull or a whole bunch of other stuff makes makes perfect sense. Seagull, Warren, they said that it took 10,000 orders on the first day. Is that right? Absolutely. It's a great little uh, town commuter car. Very similar size to um, use pick a car like Yaris. Um, but also very, very well built. Yeah, We can have a look at one in a minute. Do you want to have a look at a seagull, guys? Yeah, yeah. 
I was I was worried for a second there, Warren, that you had um, someone tailing you, but they they've they've turned off. We haven't seen anyone take over the tail yet. I remember. Seeing uh, that's right. This place is is. Sorry, Anthony. Oh, I remember seeing a dolphin on holiday last year, uh, and was and was very impressed by that. And interesting on uh, Richard's comments at the start of the show that you know that car's got the same wheelbase as a Corolla. It's just got shorter overhangs, so it's actually quite a big vehicle. I do think I do think one of the problems though is that people seem to think it's MG4 size, but the MG4 is kind of the next size up, I think. Um, and but I actually think it's almost easier for the Dolphin and that it fits into a more traditional small to medium hatchback role, whereas the MG4 almost crosses over a hatchback SUV space, which is slightly more awkward. Whereas yeah, there's plenty of people who just want a hatchback. Right, so uh, this is what you're waiting for, guys. Let's have a look at the Seagull. Yeah, so this is the Seagull. Now, there are currently no plans to bring this car to the New Zealand market. We have a, um, we do have a product pipeline in place, which includes Dolphin and Seal this year. But uh, everybody has been asking me about the Seagull. This is what it looks like uh, in a beautiful yellow. Um, everything down to the headlights you've got. I'm not sure if you can see that there, but everything's got BYD splashed all over it. The actual manufacturing and the fit and finish is very, very nice. Um, it's not a cheap car, but it's, it's a high quality finish. I'll, I can't turn my camera around, but yeah. oh, and it is locked as well. But um, great little commuter car there. Hey, you can see inside. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, can, can, so, so you think that's about, about Yaris size, you think? Very much so. Very much so. Just uh, gone on sale, and the order bank has been uh, um, just filled up straight away. And a, and a, so I'm going to. Mine sitting is, is that uh, got a sodium battery in it? Is that right? Uh, not at the moment. These are uh, they have been produced with the uh, BYD Blade batteries. Okay. Sodium batteries are still a little while while away from going into uh, full production. So for the vehicles. Are, we, are you make, making an attempt on the inside again? Are we? Yeah, I think the uh, the crew's moved over, so we can go and have a sneak peek at a seal. There are people around it. Of course, there's some impressive. If I get chased, uh, I get BYD, chased away again. There's some impressive BYD uh, trucks and buses out there, and um, you might you might want to tell us a little bit about the train. I, I think you're a bit obsessed with the train, aren't you? Oh, look, the Skyrail system that I was in was absolutely fantastic. Um, it costs twenty percent less. 20% of the cost of a traditional rail transit system, um, and it's just so smooth, all above ground, so you don't have to all that land taken up by rail tracks. And uh, yeah, you know, BYD's got um, a very big foothold into the into the rail space. So, anyway, this is the seal. All right, seal. This is in uh, a what we call a a Tahitian blue finish, and everything is just so high quality. I wish you guys could feel and touch the texture of this. It's um, absolutely beautiful. Right down, uh, DIN audio systems. Um, this is the performance model. So this is all-wheel drive, 0 to 100 in 3.8 seconds. Um, and it is absolutely beautiful. Really nice big um, panoramic moonroof there. Big screen. And it is just absolutely stunning. So comfortable to drive. That, that two, could always be argued that two big screens are better than one. Absolutely. Well, of course, uh, the Denza D9, which I can also show you, has seven screens in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've had a demand for the return of the MOOF. The MOOF. Well, this is a this is a MOOF and a half, this one here. You can see it right <laughs> behind me. It's pretty bloody big. 
and and so you've driven it i mean you've driven a lot of stuff in the market is it is it impressive yeah they're very fortunate they had a right right hand drive one here for us so we got to take that around the uh the factory premises so mm. if they've got a right hand drive one there for you that must suggest that it's um uh getting fairly close to getting on a ship to new zealand yeah look, i've always said that we'll be launching um products this year and those two first products are likely to be dolphin and seal dolphins of course is going to be first okay uh got a question here how many speakers in the seal lots <laughs> i can't go around and count them right now <laughs> we're still finalizing spec for uh, for our market but um this is pretty close to the finished thing what we've got here um so in the front here i can see one two three four five six just in the front cockpit can you uh, just, you know, medium term layout? We've just we've discussed it in little bits here and there. Can you just give me mm -hmm. a quick rundown of products? So we're going to be dolphin first, then seal, then then seal. We've got Atto three currently, yep. and then we roll into uh, twenty twenty four. We were going to see some mid size SUVs, and uh, you know, working up our way um, into um, some commercial vehicles. All BEV, or will some of them be PHEV? No, so it's it's our full intention to bring in the um, DMI technology, which is that super PHEV we were talking about. Right. So if we look at um, so a product here locally uh, called the Song, which is now the number one selling SUV in China, um, that PHEV does around 200, 250Ks on the EV and then 1,000 kilometres on the petrol. It's got very, very good thermal efficiency, over 43%, which is really, really hard to achieve. And uh, I was talking to one of the BYD staff um, yesterday who's had one for two years, done 45,000 Ks, only used two tanks of petrol. Wow. Because you can drive around in it in EV mode full time if you like. Mm -hmm. um, any seven-seaters in the mix is a question coming here. Uh, not currently planned. Although the Tang is a fantastic vehicle. We get lots of questions about the Tang. I've been in one, driven one. That's really, really nice. Um, we'll push as hard as we can to get the right market, uh, products for our market. But uh, as I said, I'm only really going to comment on what I know is definitely coming because I hate uh, I hate over-promising. So for the next 12 months, we've got uh, Dolphin, Seal, and Atto. Uh, what's the headroom like in the Seal? Can you show us how many fists over your head? Yep. So let's just see if we seat can go down a little bit further. So I am currently lowest, and I've got... It's my hand there, just touching the roof. Wow, that's that's pretty good. And, and, and Warren's not short. It, it's so. no, I'm five eight, so it's it's pretty good. Uh, in the back, the back's a little yeah, bit different. Let's, let's check the back seat out. Oh, you've got a fan <laughs> in the comments, Anthony. There we go. So that's look, that's my finger. This is the back. Plenty of leg room, and uh, yeah, excuse me with my. Lack of a gimbal device or selfie stick, but um, okay. I've got about half half a hand there. And the roof, but leg room is absolutely perfect. Is there a sliding cover for the roof, or is it just always glass? No, it's all it's always glass. Yeah. Mm. Okay. No open sunroof. Just just while we're talking on roofs, have you specced the Dolphin for New Zealand with the glass roof? Because in my little yes. look around, I felt that maybe that impinges a bit too much on rear headroom. Have you got a take on that? No. Um, well, hey, here's a Dolphin right here. There you go. <laughs> this one with the lovely pink interior, um, and it's got the it's got the roof uh, with the sunshade on it. And yeah, hey, you know what? 
it is a little tight, but uh, on 5.8 and I can sit in the back, no problem. There's a, a hump here that comes down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the hump, I think. That once you get tucked in behind the hump, I think it's more of yeah, when you're getting in rather than once you when you're getting in rather than once you are in. So that's right. So um, we're we're going ahead with a with a darker interior, which I think you've already seen, Richard. But uh, it is available in different coloured options. So if if people want to see great little car. That, uh, if you want to see how I walk around of that car with the black interior, then jump on the EVs and Bond YouTube channel. Uh, it's there. It's about a month and a half old, but it won't be hard to find. Um, go yeah. and give that a look. It's uh, pretty good. Anything else we can have a look at there? Well, 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 you've got the time. Uh, look, we've got some models that aren't coming to New Zealand. So there is a BYD Han here, and there's the new Denza D9 that was just launched. Uh, would you like to add another one of those? Yeah, sure. Well, guys in the comments, would you prefer to see the Han or a luxury electric people ever? So that's the Han there. It's yep. like the Seal, but a lot larger sedan. So think Ford Falcon or um, what's yes. another large sedan, like a Commodore? Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of uh, China's most popular selling sedans. Yep. Is it, was it a Tang yes. I see over in the corner there? No, oh, this is a Tang, and it is a beautiful car. Uh, this here is the six-seater, I believe. So you've got massaging seats in the back. Um, yeah, six seats, and it is a phenomenal car. I'll just jump in the front. Ludicrous the quality, I cannot... Oh, absolutely. I think 4.8 seconds, I think I was reading something. But just the fit and finish is... It's right up there with uh, European product. In fact, I, I think it exceeds it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, we've had a request. Could you, could you have a quick look in the interior of the Han as well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm not being chased away. <laughs> they do, so this they one do has like a... One seats, don't they? Oh, they do, and they're absolutely comfortable. They, they take a lot of attention to the seats. There's a lot of um, different uh, textures and materials and lots of different stitching. Um, there's even a screen down here on the handrest for the harm. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, really cool. And then, of course, the Denza D9. Luxury uh, luxury MPV. So now, Automatic so doors. It's a luxury brand with Mercedes has got a slight share in it, if I understand correctly. Yeah. The last I heard, I think Mercedes had about a 10% share in it. Um, Denza was relaunched recently, so we uh, they also launched the Denza uh, D7 or N7, which is like a Model Y com competitor. They don't have one here today, um, but that was at the that was at the Shanghai Auto Show. Uh, if we think BYD is like a is made for the masses, Denza is the equivalent of the the, the higher end version, right? So you've got let's just pick a uh, Japanese brand. It's a Lexus. So you've got BYD as a Toyota. Denz is the, the, the Lexus, and then you've got uh, Yang Wang, which is the supercar brand, and then there's another brand in the mix there called F Brand, uh, which is an off-road uh, brand. There's, there's some rumours that the pickup truck might be an F sub-brand one, isn't it? Is that correct? It, it, it might be. It might come from that family of vehicles. It's quite interesting. In China, the showrooms all have different... Um, you don't have a full model range when you go to a showroom. You go to an Ocean Series showroom, or you go to a Dynasty Series showroom, or you go to a Denza showroom. Um, they're all quite separate the, brands to, within to their the, own rights. Is that slightly similar to how Toyota would run in Japan for a while? They'd have different 
sub brands for different yeah, I guess so. sets. So you get a Corolla branded four different ways, and yeah, that's right. So we, we run things differently for our market. Um, China Chinese domestic market is very different from from New Zealand. Um, if you want to go check out the Atto Three, it's called the Yuan Plus. That comes from the Dynasty series, and that's in um, that has the Tang alongside it, and the Corvette 07 and um, uh, and those those types of vehicles. Whereas the Ocean series, the Dolphin, the Seal, um, those are in, in a separate showroom, mm. along with along right. alongside the Seagull. Right, last call for questions for Warren. Um, that that lens is pretty appealing. I'll I'll have one of those actually. Um, well, you've got. As I said, you've got screens here in the back for the passengers. Um, you've got a little hand screen down here. There is also a screen which appears here for media for the passenger, the main console, and then your uh, your odometer screen over there as well. Uh-huh. Very, very, what very what nice vehicle. In that? Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Can't read Chinese. Uh, and and someone is. Um... So it's saying, will these be coming to Australia? We've made that pretty clear. There, that, that that's not coming to Australia, is it, or New Zealand? Well, you can't speak. No for plans Australia. at the moment. No plans at the moment. I can't speak for Australia. But all I can say is, if there's enough volume, if BYD, um, if, if BYD has becomes a volume player in our market, more products will open up for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kiwis don't buy minivans, so it's probably more down to Australia as to whether we can <laughs> a minivan at this end. That's of the right. Course. <laughs> all good excellent well i think you've done been pretty comprehensive there any anything last things you want to say or show before we move on um uh, if we're going to talk about the you're going to talk about the shanghai auto show i've got a few comments here yeah, with, with you anthony wanna, you but um join in on that one yeah yeah absolutely i've got about 10 more minutes before i have to shoot off to the next appointment guys no worries oh sorry uh good question anything autonomous being co- showcased in development particularly small bus public transport I think BYD made some comments lately suggesting that Tesla's a bit off track and trying to chase full self-drive. That- yeah, look, and it's being a Chinese domestic brand, first and foremost, uh, full autonomy, there is a whole lot of restrictions uh, in Chinese legislation. Um, yeah, I, I can tell you that BYD at the forefront of uh, technology, that everything is cutting edge. The, uh, train, the, the Skyrail system, takes the one that I went to in Chongqing. Uh, trans- it has 15 kilometers of track. It transports 8,000 people every day. And there's only three people that operate the whole the whole system. So automation and self-driving is, is coming. Um, BYD's focusing more on its uh, ADAS systems at the moment. I mean, personally, my belief is full autonomy can't happen until you remove the human element because you just can't factor in what a human's going to do. So you might end up in the future with the full autonomous um, areas. Um, but yeah, as, the moment you introduce humans into the equation, it's that's very hard to program for. Mm-hmm. Now, um, just, oh, sorry, uh, one last one. Any hint on dolphin price announcement? Can you give us any indication? Is it You're just going to have to wait and MG, see. With the MG4 pricing, I mean, or a good cap pricing. Well, I don't. I don't really want to talk about those other brands. Um, in, uh, the BYD have a place in the market. We're a. Um, it's a premium uh, brand for every Kiwi, right? It's not a. It's not a cheap brand. Um, the car will be competitive. The the specs are right for our market, and we'll be looking to make an announcement um, in a very short space of time. Will the price before subsidy have a four in front of it? Before subsidy. Mm. 
You're just gonna have to wait. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give anything away, Richard. No scoops for me today. You were you were close there. You were close there. Right now, uh, before I pull up Anthony's slides, uh, I mean, what was your observation of the of the uh, auto show? I mean, was there was there much there that wasn't a hybrid? Uh, sorry, an EV or a hybrid? It looked pretty EV focused that show this year. Uh, hey, look, def definitely the focus was on NEV technology, um, but you had every single brand under the sun there from the Japanese domestic brands, including Mazda and Subaru, um, through to uh, brands like Zekia, uh, Neo. Um, definitely uh, NEV was uh, with, with cars of the day. And to me, I went last went to the auto show in 2016. And when I was there, the Chinese brands were all very sort of kooky. That's not the case anymore. Everything was absolutely cutting edge. And you can see it on the visitor numbers. I'm not sure, if, Anthony, if you, um, you noticed it yourself, but you could definitely tell uh, some of the traditional legacy car makers' stands were nowhere near as busy as the Chinese domestic brands. I think that was the impression for me, uh, really, that the, the show's moved on. You know, I've only been once before, and, and that was pre-COVID. And the transformation, really, between what it was like then and what it is now, the brands are more confident there's a whole bunch of you know the domestic brands are a lot more confident everybody's got a sub brand everybody's got a luxury brand somebody's got a collab you know it's a very very different show to just four years ago and i think if you were to take you know half a dozen people off the street and from new zealand and take them to it and before they step through the door say what do you expect and then ask them after they'd been what their impression was it would be absolute polar opposites it's hard to comprehend how sophisticated uh, the and uh, how sophisticated the show is, really. It, it's, it's it's sorry, the kids are just coming in and singing. The um, it's hard to comprehend how uh, sophisticated the uh, the show is, really. And the scale, the scale. It was um, five floors high. Um, so um, yeah, the scale. So there were. So it's 400,000. I did a bit of research on this because I was trying to get a sense of how big it was. So it's 400,000 square meters is the NECC, the exhibition center. It's the largest indoor exhibition center in the world. I walked 17 kilometers uh, on, mm. on my first day and I didn't do all of the show. So, <laughs> so, 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 you know, it's a 35, 35 kilometer walk to do, to do the show because you've got to do it in two days. You just can't do it in, in one in one day uh, and it's two stories and there's mass transit to the door uh, and it was jammed and I went on a press day the first time and it was lovely because it wasn't busy and then uh, and then I went on a um, and then I went on a public day and it was just rammed it was so crazy mm -hmm. I've, I've yeah. done Paris a couple of times and been to Tokyo and they don't sound anywhere near as big as as that uh, in fact my last Chinese auto show experience was the Beijing New Energy Vehicle Expo back in 2018, and it was it was it was kooky, and there were weird things and electric tricycles and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's definitely it sounds like it's matured on from there. Mm. Yeah. Now we yeah. showed a couple of photos from the BYD stand before, and we'll um we'll uh, we'll touch on BYD first because Warren's still here, and because you're so, we put those there rather than your slides. I mean, what was your what was your take on the BYD show there, Anthony? What was your pick of their stand? Before let you throw it that way, rather than letting Warren just promote his brand. <laughs> well, Warren's done a great promotional job for BYD this evening, hasn't he? But 
but I think it's deserved, to be fair. You know, um, the Wang Yang, sorry, I had to remember it, the, the, uh, the supercar was, was impressive. D9, you know, luxury SUVs, luxury MPVs in China are, are a big, big deal. And uh, that's that's a, a real cool car. Obviously, you know, and there was lots of points in between. It's hard, it's hard to pick out one car. And I think Richard, I said to this this to you earlier that my biggest challenge from the show was, frankly, even for somebody who loves cars and thinks that I've got a good handle on the Chinese car industry, I was a bit overwhelmed by it. There were just there were so many new brands and products that it was a little bit difficult to uh, it was a little, a little bit difficult to pick to. Uh, to pick out things that were really outstanding because the level, you know, that baseline was so good. But, um, you know, for sure, uh, the, the supercar, uh, of course, Seagull. Uh, but actually, I've, I, I, I grew to like the, uh, the luxury MPV. So, so I really like the, uh, is, it, is it D9? Sorry, the MPV. D9. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So the D9. Yep, I'm sitting at it right now. Yeah, uh, the D nine for me was one of the was one of the stars of the uh, of the BYD stand, and I know that would be a slightly left field choice, but yeah, I think it's interesting. The luxury MPV thing is something that kind of died off from the rest of the world, and China's really brought it back, and they've just got so many options there, and it's become such this force that now we're seeing brands from outside of China try and take on that market. You will have seen Lexus with their. Uh, their kind of version mm. of the Toyota Alphard uh, mm. that I think was unveiled at, at the show. It was unveiled um, so at the show. Yeah, it's, mm. it's interesting to influence, influence there. Mm. But also, it's interesting watching the coverage from overseas was that they'd go to the BYD stand or full stop, and, they rec- and the journalists were all saying one of the hardest cars to get time with to film without people jumping all over it was the Seagull. So I, I love that about EVs that, you know, it's the cheapest uh, cheapest EV that seems to get the, uh, the most attention um, out there. Yeah, um, Warren, I mean, what... sorry, Richard, on luxury MPVs, you know, uh, Warren, how many stands were there that did fit outs and refurbishments of V-Class when you were there? Oh, yeah, it, it was it was incredible. It was one whole stand that just had, I think, about 20 different um, uh, different suppliers for V-Class and uh, everything from bright fluoro yellow interiors to Maybach type uh, fit outs. It was absolutely incredible. Um, just quickly, because I know you're probably starting to head towards the door, Warren. A uh, couple of. I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can get back into the uh, into the exposition centre. So we'll see. If, we'll see if we get there. But um, yeah, fire, fire the questions away. What? Why? Why? What is the reason for not bringing Seagull? Seems like could be a good car for both the city and semi-long distance, but probably could be long with plenty of charging infrastructure. Yeah, look, there has to be a whole lot of development. Yeah, when you when you when you bring a product to like that to market, you have to make sure there's a good solid business case. I mean, BYD want to have a product for every part of the market. Um, I think for the moment, the strategy is the Dolphin is a really, really good size. It doesn't compromise on anything. Um, I'm not ruling Seagull out in its entirety. I'm just ruling it out for at least the next uh, 12 to 18 months. So we might very well see that come at some point. There's definitely a good business case for it, but that's, uh, that's uh, uh, our job here as the importer to, uh, to bring that business case forward. Yep. Uh, and do you I mean, you've, see... got, you've got to remember that right-hand drive... Is, is not even a pimple on the pimple. Okay. That one factory I went to produced 400,000 FO3s and seals a year, or had capacity to. And, uh, you know, the whole New Zealand car market, all brands, is about, what, 150,000 a year? Mm-hmm. So we're a very small market. 
there's a bit a lot of development that has to go in to make sure it's suitable um, to meet the compliance regulations and in a, in a very good NCAT rating too. Yeah. Uh, do you, is Sierra competitive in Model Three or Model Y, or is it a different different kind of vehicle? Oh, definitely a Model Three compet- uh, competitor. In fact, down to the millimeter, it's pretty bloody close. I think um, the uh, the seal has more leg room and slightly less boot space um, than the Model Three, but it's definitely designed to compete one on one with Model Three. Question for you, Anthony: Did you see much in the way of battery swap technology at the show? Someone's asking whether we think that's kind of still a thing. Um, I know Neo is kind of the only one that's out there and, and done it. I'm not sure it necessarily needs to be a thing in New Zealand, considering our relatively short distances and reasonable infrastructure. Well, I I I, um, I think Neo's battery swap approach is is really neat. They've got about 1,300, I think, maybe 1,100 battery swap stations in China right now. They're planning to get to 2,300. Uh, swap stations, and I can't remember the time frame for that, but it was printed on on uh, on the wall. The battery swap for a Neo, most of your viewers will know this. It's only six minutes. The car doesn't get lifted off the ground. Uh, if you watch a video of it, you know you just see the car sort of shuffle a little bit as it, as the as the battery is taken out and put back in. Um, I think there's a lot of merit in battery swap, and I think there's a lot of merit in battery swap for commercials, particularly heavy commercials, where it might sit behind the cab or under the um, um, or under the trailer, I think I think that's where some battery swap tech would would work. But there's a, there's also some real fast charging, ultra fast charging on the way. I, I'm sure there's a proper term for it. Mm. It's sort of ultra, ultra fast. I'm sure the correct term. I was just trying to uh, find my notes. Hyper fast. Hyper fast, uh, think, probably. <laughs> yeah. Or mega fast. Who, who supply um, uh, uh, net 300 kilowatt charges just announced a 400 kilowatt charger this week. So. Just stepping up. <laughs> yeah, there was a model. Uh, there was a model that took, I think, three eighty kilowatts. Oh, here we go. Uh, so this was a Hycan V O nine, another luxury MPV, funnily enough, and it said it could charge it in ten minutes. So, you know, uh, I think I think battery swap has a place. And the interesting model about battery swap is that um, it's a subscription level, as a subscription service as well. And I was at a dealer conference also while I was out there. And one of the things that was particularly interesting is the brands do talk around ecosystems. Um, so it ceases to be just you sell a car, you know, whether it starts out with something like a, a service plan or becomes a battery swap subscription or a tech subscription. There's lots of different ways Um for car companies to get a continuing income stream, which in part allows them to have a slightly lower RRP. But I think there's some merit in that, you know, that, as long as it's done with the right intention. That fast charging MPV you mentioned, um, I saw one of the the cars there, one of the MPVs up there, had two charging ports that could charge from two DC charges at the same time. Was that that one or is that the Denza can, that can do that? Oh, I'm not uh, sure. Definitely. I saw Sorry, go on, Warren, you go. No, de- definitely on the BYD stand, there was a, um, a platform, uh, e-platform that has dual charging. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's more common on buses, isn't it? Uh, a, a sort of a That's right. Guns, now, sure. my, my big totally aside rant is that before we even worry about charging faster or worry about more charges, our charging infrastructure providers in New Zealand who have done a fantastic job, they need to get the reliability right. I've done a few long trips lately. Too many broken charges and too many broken charges where you go next time and they're still broken. 
So mm. I'm going to start pushing on that one as my little barrow for the next little bit because that's becoming more of a headache than charger availability with broken charges. Could be worse though. Um, Could be like Australia, we have snakes and spiders in the uh, <laughs> in and around the charging guns. <laughs> I I've had to brush off spiders off a Tesla charger on the Great Ocean Road. So yes, I I, I know what you're talking about there. Um, challenging question for you, Warren. What was your non-BYD pick of the show? That's a good question. Um, look, there was that many different Chinese brands. I think um, Zekia have a really good um, a really good future. Uh, Neo definitely with the battery swap technology. It was fascinating to watch one of those battery swaps actually happen, and I've seen a number of the battery swap stations uh, here in China, and people use them. Um, there's another brand called Netta, which is doing good, great things here. Um, but, you know, that show is so huge. It's just what, uh, vehicle after vehicle after vehicle. So I still think my biggest, the biggest shock to me at the show was the difference between the Japanese brands and everything else. So the Korean brands were on display. The, uh, the Hyundai um, DeLorean-looking car was there. Uh, uh, Kia had some great things to show. Um, but yeah, I just it was, it was very disappointing with the Japanese brands, to be honest. With mm-hmm. Tesla, I imagine weren't at the show. No, you know what? I show. didn't see a Tesla. They, they don't. No, they they don't really do shows. That's marketing, and they don't do marketing. So, and I think that's really yep. interesting because you know they're they're still market dominant in most markets they operate, and they mm. are causing ructions. Um, you know, because they've got a direct consumer model, and they're discounting vehicles at the moment quite heavily in China as a price war. We were on a stand. And there was a 20, I can't remember if it was 20 or 25% discount being discussed. We were in a private area on, on, a, on a particular stand just having a coffee. Um, and my, my Chinese-speaking colleague that was with me, uh, I said, hey, is that guy, you know, are those people buying a car? He said, yeah, they're just being told what deal they can have. And they were getting 20% off their car. I mean, it's nuts. You couldn't make, you couldn't make that, stuff, that stuff up. You know, here, if you get a free set of mats or 500 bucks, you're doing quite well at the moment on an EV. So... Uh, it, it's mm. a really different world, right? It's trying to keep the bond. Yeah, well, though, I, I'd I say will... uh, going back to your question, I've just thought about what the my favourite personal vehicle was at the show. Yep. It was the three-story high bulletproof motorhome on the Maxus stand. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a motorhome yes. guy. Absolutely loved that thing, and uh, also the Mercedes-Benz trucks had a whole lot of bulletproof. Uh, motorhomes built on actrosses and things like that and it was just yeah. it was bizarre some of those cars were up to uh, some of those vehicles were up to 30 million new zealand dollars um you know we're getting up super yacht uh, 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 pricing um but uh, they were pretty impressive well while we're speaking about discounts just just if anyone is sniffing around getting ready to sign on a mgzs in the next day or two just be aware that there are some rumors going around that i have strong suspicions are true that there might be a little bit of tweaking going on at least short term to ZSEV pricing just be aware that if you are putting an order in um, now uh, Anthony what did you see at the show that you might have an inkling is headed to New Zealand I mean Warren's probably got to we know what's what coming from Warren's stand but uh, what else did you see around that you think might be on its way um, what do I think will come to New Zealand yeah did you say? Sorry, you just cut yes, out a second. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you see that yeah. you, you've got an inkling might, you know, with your industry connections might make it down to New Zealand? I mean, 
Ezekiel, do you think headed our way? I mean, we know Cherry's coming to New Zealand very soon, and they would have had something on display. So, sure. so we know, we know, we know Cherry's coming, and I think that's uh, probably probably an important one. Uh, Cherry are um, Cherry are um, the biggest exporter of Chinese-made cars uh, around the world, and have been there for twenty years. I suspect that position will be under threat this year, uh, but um, so I'm Cherry are coming. Waiting. They're up. Yeah, probably. I wanted to send you a photo of the armadillo. Actually, I'm not quite sure how we can uh, how we can send it. This is the big mega motorhome with a slide out and go anywhere, and that's the one that Bar Warren was uh, talking about. I've got a photo here that I took. But in terms of so Cherry will come, and they've got two brands. Well, like everybody, they've got a number of brands now. So they've got iCar, and they've got Exceed, which is their luxury brand. So I think you'll see Cherry and Exceed, and I got to drive some of those uh, last week. Um, but next up, next cab off the rank after that, um, I know there was a deal signed with somebody about something, but I can't say what it was. I can't say what it was, and I'd love to tell you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that's an interesting one. I went to the motor show to see a specific product that wasn't there, uh, which was really frustrating. So um, uh, there's a lot of stuff on the there's a lot of stuff on the cusp. And I think really it's going to be about execution. And what I mean by that is it's very easy for somebody to come along and say, I like the look of that product. I want to bring it to market. But Warren, I think if we were to look at the execution of BYD in New Zealand versus Australia, it probably highlights it very well that it's not about, it's not just about the product. You've got to have the structure, the support, the experience uh, to make it work. Um, you know, and all of the missteps in Australia, you know, that stuff gets worked out, but it doesn't help. So I think if they find the right partners, there'll be some fantastic vehicles. And I think there's possibly going to be a couple of brands that, that come and falter, but not the brand's fault. You know, the quality universally was really high, you know. And I think you, to your point, Warren, about, you know, the time difference between the last time you visited and now, it really was a show for the Chinese brands. And, oh, and, absolutely. And the domestic brands were a little bit, you know, we're a little bit disappointed. The um, sorry, the the European brands and the and the Japanese brands were a little bit uh, a little bit disappointing at the show. It's very much a China show, and you could frankly pick half a dozen of those brands and say, is the quality right and is the product right for New Zealand? And the answer would be yes. It's really a question of is it engineered to right hand drive, and um, and if it's right hand drive, then. Uh, you know, will it be ADR so we can bring it to, to New Zealand? And, and I, I don't have enough of an inkling to know which of those products tick those boxes. Mm. Now, you Sorry. did take some photos of the show. Should we throw those up and, and just quickly talk through those? Yeah. And, uh, yeah let's guys, through. I'm going to have to, be, I'm gonna have to um, say farewell because it's five o'clock and I've got my last meeting here in Shenzhen before the long trip home. So thank you very thank much, you so much for your time tonight. And um, if you've got any questions uh, later on, I'm happy to answer them on the comments. Uh, Richard will fire those through to me later on. So yeah, thank mate. you very much. Have, have a safe trip back, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for showing us around that pretty cool center. And I'm looking forward to hopefully going up there sometime later this year, maybe. Sounds good. Good on you guys. Catch you, mate. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Uh, so, you, so you're showing here, Richard, my the vehicle that I thought yeah. was the uh, car of the uh car of the show this is the uh, geely although i don't think they call it a geely this is the um 
Oh, jeepers. Sorry, I'm, I've gone blank. It's Galaxy Light concept, I think, if my memory serves me right. Yes, I believe if I go into, I think I can vaguely find the... Um... I did label it. Yeah, it is. It's the, it's the Galaxy Light concept. Um, uh, this is a stunning four-seater sports car with, uh, with um, I'm not sure if you'd call them gullwing or cantilever. I don't know the term, but you've got four doors that open jaunty angles to create a really amazing void inside the interior is absolutely beautiful the lines of this car are it's it's super elegant and very very low slung um so this was my car of the this is actually my car of the show i thought yeah, the, the, the the geely galaxy light concept yes yeah so um, suicide doors yeah suicide doors and i don't know if you've got that interior shot uh there but a really beautiful interior too uh but this oh sorry just jumping into the uh so mini evs are there are the other interesting category so you it's know so, the, so adorable i want to i want to cuddle it and take it home yeah that's the uh geely uh geome panda mini ev so i don't know if there's some legislation like k cars in 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 japan for china but mini evs are these sort of they're almost like a K car. It's a shame there wasn't alignment in the legislation. And this will be like a 25 kilowatt hour battery, probably a speed limit of 100 Ks an hour. But it'll be, it's sort of eight, $10,000 New Zealand. They're really cheap and they're founding the feet. So the best selling car in, uh, best selling EV in China last year was the Wuling Hong Guang Mini EV, which is a pretty ugly car. And what's interesting now is that they're finding their feet with these mini EVs in terms of styling. So there was this one, there was a version of this. Um, I didn't get great photos, it was too busy. There's a version of this dressed up as a little off-roader. Uh, it's got a lovely interior. So there you go, complete with ladder, roof rails, funky wheels, and, um, and grab handles on the bonnet. And a really funky interior too, which I got no photos of. It was just too mobbed. Uh, now to someone show. emailed me recently saying they had seen a Wuling mini EV in Auckland. I don't necessarily believe it, but if anyone doesn't have any information about that, uh, feel free to anonymously email richardautomediagroup.co.nz because I would love to find out if that is actually here and if so, how? <laughs> well, you could bring it on and you could bring it in like uh, that old Rowie Marvel X we had. You could bring it in on a, um, on a carnet for 12 months and ship it back out. Uh, you don't have to, they don't have to be New Zealand compliable. Um, so we we ran that row around on uh, on Shanghai EV plates, which was quite cool. Mm. But being left on drive, it was a pain. Yeah. Um, and that, being GBT, uh, G being GBT charging infrastructure was particularly painful. Yes, that was the that was the. I've only ever run out of power in two EVs, and they were both GBT <laughs> left hand drive car, uh, left hand drive cars. Um, uh, yeah, Wuling Bingo Mini EV looks great. Yeah, the the Mini EV is a weird one, and that they started off with the kind of really basic one, and then they ramped them up where they were specking them up to almost the cost of of more mainstream electric vehicles, full size electric vehicles, because people loved the small size and the fact that they could go and load all the stuff up on them. So it ended up with mm. some quite elaborate, and you're seeing it there, I guess, with the the Geon. Now, have you uh, got this? Oh yeah, sorry, I was going to ask you if you had the Chang'an Mini. Uh, the Chang'an Lumin, which is the uh, um, the kind of cute, uh, uh, cutesy, more rounded uh, version, Richard, just while we're on mini EVs. But I think the point about mini, these mini EVs is they would, if you imagine the affordability issue with uh, with EVs, 
they would just be they would be fantastic uh, in terms of you know getting people into emissions free motoring and, 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 you, really... and i wouldn't think you necessarily even need to i wouldn't probably buy one for myself but i sure would want to rent one when i go to meetings in wellington you know i mean great little city car great ride share vehicle and, and um uh, I can't remember the guy's uh, full name, but his uh, VIA technical advisor, Kit, somebody, and I was reading an article Kip, Kip uh, that he wrote uh, yeah, about about um, about crash safety and ANCAP actually not making proper sense because of vehicle mass. Uh, and when you put that bit of context around the legislation being a bit broken, uh, then it makes these vehicles make particularly good sense. But we've got a number of hurdles for these vehicles to overcome here. One will be that they're not, they're not ANCAP. Rated. Not so what's this here? Okay, so this is a. Uh, is it a series? Sorry, the I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> there were over a hundred new models there. Uh, so M6. This is a series M6. I can't see the badge. It's too small on this image. Uh, let me just hop back. Sorry. Um, oh, so that's an iCar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll have to come back to that one. Honestly, I can't the remember. I, the it iCar O3 concept? So the iCar O3 concept is the next one, the one you just flashed up, the little right, sort of Defender-esque version. So this oh, is the... the... Ge geometry M6. Geometry M6. No. So geometry is a... a geometry is. is a Geely brand, Geely's EV-only brand, mm -hmm. uh, which was so, quite which was quite close to coming to New Zealand a few years ago, but the pandemic canned it. Ah. Do you think do you think Geely's maybe back on the table for New Zealand soon? Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh the iCar. Tell us about this. This looks very similar to the, to the U9 that we saw from uh, BYD. Yeah, this is nice. Well, the U9 is um is a luxury MPV. This is more of a um iCar is a is a um it's a cherry all electric sub brand. Uh, honestly, keeping track of these sub-brands is, is really quite complicated because you start with a brand you don't know very well and then all of a sudden you've got three or four brands that sit beneath it. Uh, so this is, uh, interestingly, um, Cherry in China are the JV partner for JLR. And I think that uh, shows in this, uh, in this concept. This car <laughs> I thought was fantastic. I love the styling of it. And it was a little bit cleaner than, you know, let's say it's inspiration. Um, I don't have full details on uh, on this, but it is a full, but it is a full EV, and it's it's mid mid to large size, I would say. Being being cherry, cherry's coming to New Zealand. Dot yep. dot dot iCar here. Well, uh, that hasn't been discussed yet, and I think um, I don't think I could share what was spoken in the conference in any detail. But I uh, the challenge, of course, for for uh, Cherry in the first instance is to establish itself, establish itself. And then some of these products like this concept, you know, they may well be 18 months down the line. If they were to come to New Zealand and were red lighted today, they'd be 18 months away. So, um, but part of their global strategy is to have a little bit like, um, a little bit like Warren was saying about BYD is to have uh, clear sub brands. And it's a concept that we don't really understand here because the market's, uh, the market's small, and the only people that really do that are sort of Lexus and Toyota, but their volume. So I'm not sure whether that um, route will absolutely translate to the New Zealand market. I, it, it concerns me a little bit because it's confusing uh, in a small market, but in a big market, it makes sense. Of course, 
in China, Cherry is, you know, is transitioning from an ICE brand through to iCar as an EV brand. And although what we saw is a lot of pure EVs, the other thing that we saw a lot of is, is what was the term Warren used? Super hybrids. So, uh, you know, typically a 1.5 petrol engine with where the boost is, you know, no longer a small turbo, but it's actually a big 48 volt uh, system and a big electric and a big battery. And, um, and it provides boost that way. So it gives them really good levels of efficiency. And you're seeing this sort of mild hybrid, plug-in hybrid uh, thing uh, quite a lot. And a lot of people talking about what the efficiency of the motor is and what the total range is. Total range seems to be a bit of a Chinese uh, um, market thing. But anyway, iCar03 um, EV concept uh, on the Cherry stand. Uh, and just answering from the sidebar, um, Stephen, uh, yes, Cherry is slated to come here. If you jump on Seek at the moment, you can actually go and work for them. But uh, yeah, they're coming mm. here soon, starting with petrol oh. vehicles, hopefully electric yeah. on the way. And Stephen's um, asked which vehicles. So uh, I don't think that's finalised yet. Ah, yeah. um, I don't think that's finalised yet, but but just taking a lead from Australia, the first vehicle will be a Moda 5, which is a really, really good looking, but petrol Um it's a small SUV. I checked the dimensions against a Atto 3 and a RAV. Uh, it's certainly bigger than the ZSEV, but it's still, in their eyes, it's still seen as a small SUV. It's just that small SUVs are getting pretty big these days. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Let's, uh, let's clip through the rest of these at a reasonable pace. Uh, we have here the uh, IMLS7. Um, yes. So sorry again, if I sound a bit vague on uh, this, this was a, uh, what brand did you say it was? I can't recognize the badge. An, an IMLS7. I am. Yes. So, um, looking for my notes to support this one, cause I didn't know which one of these were coming up in. Uh, I think this is another concept car. Look, it's got color coded wheels. You can't, you haven't, we haven't seen color coded wheels like that for a, for a little while. And quite an interesting Aston Martin back to it, doesn't it? And Aston Martin back. And I think, you know, it's a, it's almost a lazy shorthand for us to say that these are inspired by Western cars. My view from the old show that I went to four years ago was there was clearly a little bit of inspiration. And I'm conscious that I did it myself with that 03. But these cars really work. You know, the 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 shape and the look of them uh, uh, work. Work and I'm sorry, Richard. I'm just trying to get my notes for that. I, I sometimes wonder with us, we're reaching the point now where these people are saying, "Oh, well, they're stealing from the from the Western cars," or is it that the Western cars are being designed more often for Chinese taste? I think I think there's definitely if you're if that's the world's biggest car market and you're operating in that and you've got you've got New Zealand or Europe or China to pander for first, you'll certainly cater for the uh, cater for the. Uh, for the Chinese market first, it makes perfect sense. So you tend to notice that stuff in China is a little bit more blingy with a little bit more chrome. This isn't a, an example of that, but for sure there's um, for sure there's a bit um, uh, for sure there's a bit there going on. Let me just sorry, I've just seen your note you've sent me, so I'm going to try and find you that photo. Maybe <laughs> just uh, skip through a couple of maybe th skip through a couple uh, relatively quickly and Let's, i'll uh, tell you why so this is the the this is fairly well known the um the lee auto lee l7 is this a lee auto l7 yes um yeah this is a fantastic looking uh this is a fantastic looking vehicle um uh again another uh another 
premium EB. That's the same vehicle. It looks quite different in that in that shot. It actually, looks lower than it is. I think it must have just been the angle. Some of these stands were mobbed. This was a this was a press day uh, photo, not a public day. You can see, there's a there's a lidar lidar binnacle at the top of the windscreen. There's a lot of lidar going on at the moment. So. And LIDAR, I went into the sort of techie halls upstairs just to have a look, and it's all, it's just dominated by LIDAR stuff. And of course, and the screen wars, you'll step inside that, and it's probably a three or four screen vehicle. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's lots and lots of, um, uh, there's lots and lots of um, uh, screens in some of these vehicles. And, so, and the, yeah. Lee, the Lee Auto stuff definitely got some export potential. I understand Lee Auto is just starting to go into Europe at the moment. So um, yeah, definitely a car built to kind of would speak big big SUV. I think a hundred plus kilowatt hour battery, big range, big comfort, probably eighty three screens. Yeah, um, yeah. Now yeah, the next one we've got. Screens. Yeah, next one we've got is the Arc the Arc Fox Style Two. Arc Fox. <laughs> so actually, this cool. model's not this this model's not super new. It's actually been out about eighteen months, but they call this the Forest Edition. And one of the one of the funny things for me was the themes running through uh, the show. So all of a sudden, China has embraced uh, lifestyle. So there were so many. You can see here. There's this little motorbike at the front, and you can see the camping table. And I don't know. It's a little barbecue or coffee burner or something, and a lantern and a wigwam and a. And all of a sudden, so many of the stands. I think I counted eight or nine lifestyle setups. Uh, it was quite entertaining. So this car's fun, been around. It's, it's a funny if you while. look at the if you look at the Chinese marketing for the Edo three. That's what that model there was for. It's a, it's it's surfing and beaches and sailing and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's interesting. Now a brand yeah, that uh, that that I'm dollars to donuts is coming to New Zealand at some point in the near future because of its ties to others, and that's Lincoln Co. But not that model necessarily. Not that one. That was a fantastic-looking uh, product. Link, there were two stands, actually, or three stands that were super busy. Lincoln Co. was one. Neo was the other, and BYD uh, was the third. They were the probably the most popular stands, uh, uh, most popular stands on the uh, on the on the show. This was uh, the Lincoln Co. Gosh, there were so many supercars there. This was the Lincoln Co. The next day concept. Um, uh, and it's a great looking piece of it's a great looking piece of kit, and I think that's a sign of the strength of the show that there were so many supercars there, and these all these supercars were from from brands you know that you don't get here. So, but I think Linker goes uh, likely to likely to come here. It is a it is a um, Geely Group product, of course. Yes, next next day next day concept to me sounds like a hangover, but uh, that car definitely doesn't look like that one. Now, uh, Nita, the Nita GT, that is yes, so this funky. Was, this, was, this was one of my other favorite cars of the show, funnily enough, not because uh, it was anything amazing, but if you think about the maturity of this, this is the same car, two different angles, two different versions. Uh, but if you think that this is basically like a GT86 um, EV model, um, you could get the modest uh, the modest version, which was about about 170 kilowatts, two-wheel drive, single motor. It was about $42,000 uh, converted, whereas the you can also buy the twin turbo, twin turbo, twin, twin motor, uh, <laughs> twin motor four-wheel drive version 
for significantly more, but with, you know, naught to 100 in, you know, under four seconds. But the entry level should be quite a nice handling car and looks great, you know. It looks a really, really good looking car, particularly that silver, uh, particularly this, uh, the green's pretty full on, to be fair. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, but, very, it's very fast, know, that fast was, and the furious. That's a... Um, that's an interesting car for the market to develop. You know, that's not not something that's going to be big volume for them. So it sort of shows the growing confidence, I think, of the market. And export potential. I'd love to think so, but I but I I didn't get I didn't get a sense. I'm not 100 who owns Netter. I'm trying to do a map at the moment. You know, some of the some of the well known brands, it's easy to work out who owns them. But actually, some of the minor brands, it's it's a little bit more opaque. And there's a couple of brands that've got um, tech. Uh, joint ventures as well, so gets a bit messy. And this is this is the the S, which looks to me like a bit of a Model Three kind of size car. That's a that's a pretty nice looking car. This is a great looking car. So of course, um, you know, SUVs dominated the show without doubt, but China loves its sedans, and it's doing a really really nice line in what I would call sports sedans. Uh, and there were lots of sports sedans there. Uh, and this is a particularly great looking one. I've got EV only, of course. Um, so, um, so yeah, there's, there's, there were some really good looking sports sedans there. So from, from good looking to just weird looking now, or just landed in New Zealand. This is their kind of, to call it a yes. beetle clone is, 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 is rude to both of them. <laughs> well, it's funny. So, uh, so the interior of this car is actually lovely. So it's got the Chrome, uh, it's got the chrome bit on the on the steering wheel, like for the horn, like in old school cars. And and, and on that second picture of the interior, the sort of pearl effect round where the capacitive charger is all lights up uh, and glows. Uh, but the Aura stand is incredibly feminine. So they had flower displays on there. They had a hairdressing salon. They had a wedding dress uh, thing there. It was a very, very feminine stand. This is... Uh, unashamedly uh, targeting women. Now, uh, Aura Good Cat, Aura Cat as it's called here is Good Cat there. This one is called, because they had they had three models on stand, a couple of different versions of this full EV Aura. Uh, let me just double check. Um, oh, jeepers, what was it? The... I thought it was lion cat or something like that. They've got some, there's cat, the word cats in both of the aura models. And I'm sounding really like, I don't understand my models at the moment, but um, it's just overwhelming was the show. It's the first show I've ever been to. That's been overwhelming. I've been to the Frankfurt show, which is a huge, huge show, but this is just bigger. Uh, and, uh, but the, the interior of that car is really, really nice. It's busy, but it's really nice. Ballet cat. That sounds right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ballet cat so i was just trying to find my notes to find out what um so i labeled the photos of course but i can't see the label yes yep. yes they're they're in the they're in the order as provided so hopefully that um makes no i just dropped them into we I just dropped them into we transfer for you because i had, I had a million photos and i was trying to cull uh oh, cull okay. the best ones uh, now yeah. I've, I've just i've just got to swap our slide files here so Let's uh, just try that, and we're just we we are pushed for time now. So let's um, yep. 
just fire through these last ones. I've actually got a, I've actually got a conference call uh, with China coming up that I'm that I'm uh, I've got nine minutes to go before I'm in there. <laughs> so uh, now, if I go to the files and I, and I do have the names of these, this one here is the. Um, he says, hopefully, this is the rising F seven. Yes, yeah, so and rising it would look a whole is... lot better if not for that terrible paint job. Oh, well, they've got, there was, I sent you another rising. Oh, well, I certainly took another photo of the rising. This, so a rising is a Sake brand, a Sake EV brand. I wondered whether it's a replacement for Ro, for Roe, in fact. Mm. Um, but it's a, actually, it's a, it's a handsome, it's, you know, it's another good looking uh, sports sedan. Uh, and I just think the, the point <coughs> that I, I keep making is there wasn't, with the exception of those two auras, the one we saw and the one we haven't seen, there were no bad, there were no ugly cars at the show. There's a lot of great stuff coming through right now. Oh, that, that aura is ugly, but I'd have one in a second. But anyway. <laughs> oh, well, I think the aura, I actually quite like the aura cat, but it's the other two auras that are that are, are more challenging, I think I would say. So so Rising being Sayak, Sayak's already yeah. got a couple of brands in the New Zealand market. Potential, potential. Or are we more likely oh, to see that stuff arrive with an MG bag or badge on it? You know, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if they try and take the brand up market. I, I think that would be a fair, a safe bet that they would do that. But I wouldn't, I'd be speculating by saying that. And also it's about timing, isn't it? But I think there's room for them to, to bring a secondary brand because their volume's getting up there. You know, they'll do what? Seven, 8,000 vehicles this year. That's not, it's, it's fairly substantial market share now. Now, speaking of his sake, uh, we got the Roe R7. Um, uh, and Paul's asked, was the Cybester on display? And it wasn't. And I was so frustrated that it wasn't there. I expected to see Cybester there. Um, I mean, yeah, I've never been to a show where I've been overwhelmed before. And, uh, and trying to keep up with the brands was difficult. And I think... Um, you know, there were so many badges I can't recognize at the moment. I just haven't got uh, trained. You've got somebody, you've got somebody who I'm guessing is a Chinese national who is, uh, who is um, wisely uh, chiming in with uh, with the product. But yeah, this is another you're, great. You're, you're doing a you're doing a great job. We'd we'd love to know how to say your name. Um, <laughs> you're being very. I'll helpful get my there. WeChat. I get my WeChat yeah. scan out because I, because I WeChatted and Alipaid my way through China, which was fantastic. It was a game changer. So, yeah. the, so the quick, can you just tell us quickly about the R7? That's uh, looks like a, it's an SUV. Or it's a low uh, no, I think it's a, I think it's another sedan. Actually, let me uh -huh. just uh, find my notes for that. Um, sorry, we. If I'd have Interestingly, been really the logo appears to be the same as the Rising. Uh, uh, badge well, so maybe they are merging the railway and the rising brands um yeah uh, just, uh, sorry doing a terrible job on um i'll find notes on our seven sorry um if it's a lee it's not it's not a lee auto is it no, it's not. No, no, that's no, it's that's, rising. It's got the R on the on the front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the next one. Um, is that that's the right? same car. Yeah, same car. Yep. Uh, now this one. Now this is a smart. So it's a it's a 
co-venture between Geely and Mercedes, if I understand correctly. Yeah, so this is smart hashtag one. Now, to be fair, uh, hashtag ones have already been launched in China and they're out on the, uh, and you can see them out in the wild. The big uh, reveal at the show was, uh, the big reveal at the show was smart hashtag three, but I couldn't get close to a hashtag three on the day. Um, but hashtag three is another, uh, is another good looking car. This, um, this hashtag one is a really, really lovely looking piece of kit. It's quite chunky. It's not small. It's no longer, I think this is on the same platform as a, as a GLB or something like that. You know, this is a bit, this is a big compact car. Um, I understood it was on a, on a Geely platform. Um, yes, it is. It's a, so it's a JV for sure. It's a, and, and um, I think it's confirmed for right-hand drive. I think it's going into the UK. Is that? Yeah, it's all, it's, it's going into the UK and I, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised to see that here. Yeah. If it's going to the UK, it's coming here, right? Because now, from a compliance point of view, it's done. Now, little Maeve would like to know if it has four seats or five seats. I think it's got four seats. It's got four seats. It's got a really big central tunnel uh, between the driver and passenger, which is a little bit confronting. It's quite snug inside. Um, but lots of lovely details, lots of colorway options, that sort of clamshell roof. You can't see the detail of the back three quarters. There's some lovely detailing on this, on this product, and it's quite—it's a relatively luxury car. Oh, this was a Zika. Um, uh, this big, um, this big EV was a. Um, uh, I think this is called Zika 009, um, which is a big luxury MPV. Uh, really lovely styling. I mean that front end and those big, big uh, wheels. Uh, superb interior, um, actually quite an edgy looking big MPV. And there's a lot of bling on these MPVs as a general rule. And there were two or three that were here that didn't, that weren't fully blinged. So, yeah, so this is, um, this is Zico 09 you're looking at, fully, full, uh, full EV. Oh, right. Actually, so it might be, it might be a Fev, beg your pardon, might be a Fev. I, I do, do love a good MPV and yeah, just the, I wish New Zealanders would, would drive more MPVs. I mean, like, even the electric space, all these people complaining about not having a good electric, you know, seven-seat option. They're wanting their SUVs. Well, that, that MIFA 9 at 79.990 is a really, really good vehicle, but people just won't get out of their way to drive it. And that's that, I think, is a problem because uh, yes. it just makes so much sense in the New Zealand market. You don't need an SUV. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the Zika X, this is the... Next one. Yeah, so which, a couple which, of people which asking. He, which was preemptively named by our friend who needs to name himself. We'd love to know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think one of our, uh, I think one of our um, people in the know is Jerry Tang from, I'm guessing, uh, from uh, from Ebbets. Uh, but I don't know who the other person is. That's my guess. But, uh, yeah, so Zegrex is another uh, fantastic, uh, another fantastic product. Um and um, highly anticipated, I, I, I think. Uh, cool looking, uh, cool looking piece of kit. Battery electric crossover. Quite compact. In the, uh, quite compact. Um, so uh, yeah, just so bearing in mind that Zika is a um, is a Geely um, premium uh, is a is a premium brand. So. Um, yeah, some people are calling it a um, some people are calling it an ID three uh, competitor, 
but it's uh, but it's a great looking thing. Lots of really cool detailing, very individual style. So Zika X was a was a very popular reveal at the show. Oh, you're on mute there, uh, Richard. I like the I like the look of all the Zika stuff. It has quite a, a consistent style, kind of that detailed front, but relatively flat front, and then the headlights set back. It's um it's a really cool look, and I think it's great to see they're confident enough to make it a fairly consistent look as well. Um, yeah, the the rear three quarters particularly uh, particularly good. It's got a real solidity. That and uh, 009 have got a real solidity about them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, whereas there's uh, quite a few really nice curved, you know, uh, curved vehicles on display. These have got a real solidity about them. So Zika Brand's and, quite uh, quite interesting. And and that's gearly based, isn't it? So platform underneath going yes, into very yeah. similar to the to the Polestar as well to radar. So again, one that potentially wouldn't take much conversion to get into right-hand drive markets. Yeah, potentially. Of course, there was a Polestar reveal. I didn't send you any photos of that. There was a Polestar 4 reveal yes. there. They had a, the most amazing display, uh, really quite different. They had a field of poppies and they were all, or ch sorry, tulips, not poppies. They had a field of tulips uh, that were all fresh. Um, and then you saw people wandering around with them later in the later in the day, but but it wasn't just a few; it was thousands, uh, absolutely thousands of them. It, it's I, I reckon that we're going to see going to see some of these Gearly brands come out into markets like ours, where Polestar has already landed. And one of the things that suggests that it's going to happen to me is that Polestar, with its last two reveals with the their SUV and with the four. Yes, Maeve. Uh, they've gone upmarket. The cars are going upmarket. You know, the Polestar 2 was a very mainstream car. It was take on the Model 3, very entry-level pricing um, uh, for that sector of the market. Uh, and now we're seeing Polestar go upmarket, and that says to me that for those companies that are distributing Polestar, they're going to get the opportunity to take things like Zika and other options to fill in underneath uh, Polestar. So I think that's a really big sign that, I think we'll see at least one or two of those Geely brands coming to uh, to markets like New Zealand in the very few, uh, very very near future. And I think when you look at the interiors, uh, you know, there's a lot of simplicity amongst the interiors uh, in terms of you know you can reposition screens and things. So it's not quite the full re-engineering, and there's a lot of drive drive by wire technology in these cars too. So I think it makes the conversion as long as it's been in their planning cycle from the get go. It makes the conversion. Um, relatively simple, but there's no doubt that most of the mainstream Chinese brands see export market as an area of growth for them. Um, you know, at the at the Cherry Conference, they talked about their uh, growth aspirations, and I don't think I can share with you the the numbers that they talked about. But you know, big big aspirations, and they see you know growth coming from the sub brands in the domestic market, and a lot of growth coming from right hand drive and Europe. And of course, the the US market, North America, um, there's not many brands, not many Chinese brands in North America yet either. So I think that'll be quite transformational when you see these guys that get a little bit of scale and start setting up networks. But setting up a network from scratch is hard. Mm. Uh, and people sort of underestimate that, I think, at their peril. Yeah. Look, we'll just run through the last couple of comments yeah. here because I know you've got to run and I've got to run too. Um, uh, uh, Pangatan ran one ten says in general, Geely has basically stepped into the into electrification, but Geely is a traditional car brand, 
lack of intelligent background in this piece of intelligence has shown the first signs of weaknesses. Uh, to summarise, I, I think what he's suggesting is that they've shown some issues with ADAS around the Zika brand. I don't see it being as an issue because for export markets, they'll probably just use whatever program they do for Polestar Worldwide. Uh, Paul Cockerton says, looks like the Japanese brand huge. has done if these... Yeah, it looks like the Japanese brands yeah. have done if Look, I, I, Chinese brands break internationally. Mm. Um, I think, um, yeah, Look, I think when you walk around a factory, look, I, I'm, I've been fortunate. I guess over the years I've maybe done a dozen car factories now. You go around, I went around the cherry factory um, on, on this trip, uh, final assembly and the body plant. And, and those are two quite telling, those are two quite telling plants in terms of cleanliness, in terms of noise of operation, in terms of attention to detail. And there's no ifs or buts about any of the Chinese. Um, mm. There's no ifs or buts about the, the quality uh, of the Chinese manufacturing process. You know, I think it's, they probably benchmark themselves. They benchmark themselves amongst a, a number of things, but they'll benchmark themselves probably against mainstream or luxury brands rather than just sort of entry level brands. They've got a huge ambition. And I think that's the bit that we'll see. That ambition will drive behaviors about export and will, and will drive global product development so for cherry for example their first uh, the first international product their first global product is a mode of five and they've sold three hundred thousand of those already well that's that's impressive look uh, just one last comment and then we'll, we'll go uh, this could be uh, referring to my discussion around keeping an eye out for pricing uh, if you purchase an MG ZS EV Essence or ZF EV Long Range or HSP EV before 30th of June, you receive an additional $2,000 on top of your clean car rebate, which that's pretty good because that puts a um, that puts a ZS EV Long Range within about $1,000 of a BYD 803. So uh, something to think about if you're out there shopping. But uh, look, thank you. Oh, and actually, it means we're back to having the ZS as the cheapest uh, electric vehicle in the country as well. It undercuts the order again by $2,000. Thank you so much, Anthony. Now, if you want to see more from Anthony's trip to China, uh, grab the next issue of EVs and Beyond, which is out Monday. Uh, and uh, we have some great content that he's put together in there with that. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, Anthony. Appreciate you've got to run off to a meeting. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. I'm sorry I didn't have all the facts and figures to hand. It, it's, uh, it was, as I've said, uh, the show uh, the show was a little bit overwhelmed. The, the, the EV show or the, 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 the Auto Shanghai, as it's correctly called, was a little bit overwhelming. And for somebody who's a, a petrol head to actually be overwhelmed by car brands and not recognize car logos and remember specs, you know, I found quite frustrating. So I'm glad you, you, you were gotta, able to play with me there. You got it. You got to save something for the for the magazine. Now, look, I think we'll leave little Maeve here, who took a tumble on her bike today, so she had to ride in an ambulance today. We'll give her the chance to say goodbye and say goodbye and good night to everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Don't right, forget thanks. to uh, like, subscribe, all those things, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Goodbye.